Welcome to Adapter's Advantage, breakthrough moments that lead to success. Our podcast brings you insider stories of the moments that mattered, turning points on the sometimes rocky road to success. Here's your host, Mark Magnaca, president and co-founder of Alego, the workforce training and readiness platform built for distributed teams. Hi, I'm Mark Magnaca. I want to welcome you back to the next episode of the Adapter's Advantage podcast. I'm very excited to have Mitch Haber joining me on this episode. To give you some background, Rich, pardon me, Mitch is a regional sales director at One America Financial. And one of the unique things about Mitch is his track record of performance as having been number one or number two consistently over a period of a decade in his role. There's some really interesting things that we're going to learn from this conversation. But let me just give you a little background about him before we get started. So Mitch is responsible for the Southern California, Nevada, Arizona, and Hawaii region. Yes, that's right. That's part of his job. Uh, his leadership coordination and guidance for the regional offices include sales, marketing, and service functions. He really helps pull everything together for his team. So he's been in the retirement plan business since 1989. He's originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he went to the University of Pittsburgh and then got a master's degree from Pepperdine uh, out in California. So Mitch lives in California with his wife and uh, his two adult children are in other parts of the world now. Mitch, it's great to have you on the podcast. Mark, pr privilege and honored to be here. It's great to see you and great to be with you once again. So Mitch, let's jump right in. When people meet you, I know that your title is regional sales director, um, but when they, they meet you and ask you that question, so Mitch, what do you do? How do you answer that question? Mark, uh, I, I, I like to tell people, I try to help them think about how they think about what it is that they do for a living. That's I what I that. do. I love that. That actually causes a little thinking right off the bat, right? So think about how they think. So in a sense, what you're talking about is you help them think about the right mindset through which to filter their experience. I do. And um, there's a lot of, uh, in a commoditized world, which I live in, there's a lot of complacency that, that lives in there. My job is to disrupt and disturb that. And if I don't, then I really can't be successful at my job. So I have to inspire others to look at what they do a little bit differently and oh, by the way, it's not better for me, it's better for them and the customers that, that they serve. So I really want to dive into the mindset that you have that helps to inform the people that you serve. So I want to jump by starting with um, your background in education, which is really actually quite unusual in, in the industry that you're in. So you went to University of, of Pittsburgh. How did that inform this, this path that you've been on uh, from initial, initially being in sales to, to being at the top of the game? Well, um, uh, thank you for pointing out that I'm uh, from Pittsburgh. I, I'm one of those people that am very proud to be from Pittsburgh. I just happened to move to California, but um, a lot of my heart and frankly, a lot of my friends that I grew up with are still very near and dear to me are in Pittsburgh. So those that know me know that that's a, a big part of me. Mark, I grew up with a, uh, uh, a father that was a teacher and a principal of an elementary school. So that's what I saw growing up. And my mother worked at the University of Pittsburgh. So if you want to know why I went to the University of Pittsburgh, it was free. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the reason I got into education is I thought, well, 
I thought everybody in my family is in education. So I thought, why not me too? But what I learned, um, I learned really, really quickly when I was student teaching that I did not have passion to teach those kids. And I saw the difference between people that taught for a job versus those that taught for the passion of serving children. And I knew that I didn't have the passion and I really never pursued it after college, even though I graduated as a teacher. And so I just, I just was wired a little bit differently than, uh, you know, my mother and father were. And yet what's interesting about your story is that while you decided that teaching children in a, I'll call it a structured uh, education environment wasn't for you, teaching people and educating has actually been a central part of your business. Totally, totally. I, I, uh, I, I saw my father in particular, I saw his switches go off when he was engaged with children and he was inspired by having the light bulb go off when he connected with them on a topic. I saw that. Um, Mark, honestly, uh, when I'm engaged with my customer, an advisor or a consultant or somebody like that, and I can have that same kind of moment, but translate it into my universe, I get the same kind of charge and same kind of energy. It's just applied in a different world. I was just motivated a little bit differently than, than my father. But it's the, it's the same emotional experience at the end of the day. So to the extent that our listeners realize that the magic is finding the thing that gives you the charge, it, it doesn't give you the charge necessarily every single time or every single no. day. But no. man, when you know you've had it and you sort of lock onto that, it's powerful. Oh my gosh, it, uh, it fuels the day. And actually when you get it, there is an element of coming down that happens after you you yes. experience that moment, right? Yes. It's, 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 like, it's like the game. It's like getting amped up for the game. The game is about creating that moment inside another person. And boy, when, when that works, Mark, that is a dangerous thing. My, my you know, when, when I work with someone really, really well, um, I, I, my, one of my favorite taglines is, it's never not worked. So, because um, a lot of it is in, in my financial services world, when I'm working with advisors, uh, it's never about me and my product and the things that our company can do. It's about what the advisor believes and how the advisor communicates that belief to the customers that they serve. And when, when that works, that's where the magic is, Mark. It's not about the website and all these other little bells and whistles. Nobody cares. So, so let's pivot and talk about what is the thing that uh, of the thousands of wholesalers, and I've literally personally worked with thousands of wholesalers um, over the last 15 years. The number one thing I hear is, yeah, Mark, I love that idea in terms of creating content. I love the power of video. I get what you're talking about, but, and here's the but, you don't understand. I can't do it. It's not possible at my firm. Compliance won't let me do it. And this gets back to sort of the limiting belief that I find in many cases was true. What they're saying was true at one period of time. But what I find is they haven't sort of pressure checked that post pandemic in particular to say, is that still true? How have you created content? Number one for advisors, how have you helped advisors to create content and how do you address the elephant in the room of compliance? So um, everybody has compliance world. Um, 
I guess my, my, my outlook on compliance is it's a necessary evil. I don't really engage with it. Other people help me deal with that. And honestly, I never really challenge compliance either. I kind of adapt to what they tell me to do. And then, so I'm always kind of pivoting from a compliance perspective. And, and one America in particular is not really egregious in, in that. You know, pandemic time, and can I, can I chat a little bit about kind of life lessons and how, how yeah. I've pivoted? Well, and, and I just wanna call out for our, our listeners right now. I just saw published on LinkedIn, you've got a webinar series that's happening on a, on a regular basis now where you're bringing in interesting people and it's published on LinkedIn and it's supported by One America. So clearly you found a way to do it. And that's the yeah. part I'm, I'm interested to understand. Yeah, I, uh, so I had a moment, Mark. I think we all have moments. And so my moment was uh, March 12th, uh, a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, I was in Phoenix, Arizona. And if I can take you back, that was the day that Major League Baseball shut down spring training. Yes. And I was, I was there on business and I was flying back to LAX. Uh, imagine the Phoenix airport packed because people were getting out of town when they weren't planning on getting out of town. But my moment wasn't really that. My moment was when I landed back at Los Angeles and I went and got my car at the airport and the parking lot was empty. And wow. I'm like, that doesn't happen very often. And Mark, <laughs> really from that moment, I realized that my world changed. I realized that my job changed. I realized that my typical world of, it, of people engagement had changed. Um, and I also realized instantly that I, I'm driven to serve other people, but I'm driven to do it in, in a creative way in any way I can. And, um, and so my pivot moment was, okay, I can't go see someone the way I used to, Buildings are closed. People are now locked in. This pandemic is doing whatever it's doing. But my, my job didn't go away. Right. Uh, what changed was the way I did my job and the way I thought about my job. But Mark, I thought about serving other people. And so what I, the, I immediately picked up the phone and I called a friend of mine who I would consider a professional speaker. Yep. Um, and his name is Don Barton. And uh, I've worked with him for 20 plus years. He's extraordinarily talented on the mic. And I said, Don, um, I said, can you do an event for me? And, and Mark, you're looking at someone that didn't know what Zoom, GoTo, Skype, all that, <laughs> I didn't know what any of that was. Yep. But I, I had a desire to do something to reach and touch people, but I didn't want it to be about product. I didn't want it to be about me. I didn't want it to be about any kind of capabilities that typically, I wanted to serve other people in a different way. So I did an event on my first, I don't want to call it a podcast, but my first live event was March 18th. And um, I, what, what I learned at that moment was the power of what was going on. And what was going on is, first of all, I had a very gifted person that spoke the truth from his perspective about what the reality was. Uh, and what I experienced was the intensity of the way people were listening and hanging on to that. And Mark, I could feel it in my bones coming through the machine. And you still can to this minute. Yes. So that so, hasn't so really changed. People showed up. They showed up for that then, right? They did. They did. And, and you know, the high, the high, it, the high was a couple of things. One, I found a great person to deliver a great message to a, a room of people that that I serve, 
the high for me is always about the feedback. Yeah. Did it work? Did it touch you? Did it, did it tap a, a, por a portion of you? And what I realized what was for sale right at that moment in time, and it still might be to this minute, is hope, outlook, and optimism. Uh, it wasn't a 401k plan. And so, um, but people were looking for that. And Mark, I just went all in on that. And what I learned is people that made a living doing live events, extraordinarily talented people on the planet that had a message and books and events that happened to them, they were all available yeah. and they were all grounded. And Mark, I just became a fanatic at reaching out to, to people that I would never be able to kind of right on stage and so that's kind of what i did it's such an amazing example mitch of um taking recognizing i'm going to play the cards that were dealt me and i'm going to play them well so i i love that the takeaway was wow i can get to people that i otherwise wouldn't have been able to get to Absolutely. and by the way they're hungry to come and share their message because they oh. can't go anywhere else uh, mark uh i don't know how many i did but i did a lot of them and i'm doing i'm, I'm doing them again and without bragging, I didn't have a bad event because the quality of the message of the people wasn't about me. It was about their gift. And I was able to bring their gift to the people that I cared about. And that's the customer, the financial advisor community that I serve. Right. I loved, but that, I loved it. I still love it. Yeah. And that advisor community, what they recognize is there were a lot of people who went radio silent during that period of time. Totally. Right. And meanwhile, here you are inviting them saying, look, I, I realize we're, we're not doing any financial plans in April of 2020. Like that's not happening right. at this moment because we can't do it, but we can maintain the connection, which is what people needed at that time. So so let me pivot, Mitch, just as you think about some of the lessons you've learned um, for those people who are working at large companies like One America. What are some of the key lessons that apply to this content creation concept when you're working as part of a, a larger sales team, you, you said, I've got other people to help me with that. So someone else is hearing this and they're saying, boy, I'd love to do something like that. Who are the other people? Like who, who do you go to if you're an individual RVP or director at a financial services company, as an example, to go figure this out? Well, uh, Mark, I don't know if you believe this, but um, I also realized back then that the playbook of yesterday was yesterday's playbook and the playbook of today had not been written. Um, that was very, very apparent to me. Um, and it wasn't just these people that I found. It was in everything that I did. Um, so I became, I became so locked into finding alternative ways to deliver content through other people beside myself that added value to somebody else's day in a given shape or, 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 or world. Um, so I started to tap into the, what was possible. Um, if I can give a little plug for a Lego for, for a minute, um, I, look, I didn't know what a Lego was before pandemic time uh, came, came my way. And um, I'm a believer in communication. And I shared this with a few colleagues. I said, the Lego tool became more of an art form for me than a science. And what I meant by that was it allowed me to be visible in a world where I was invisible. And so I could show emotion, I could show passion, I could show these intangible qualities that let me know that I'm in the game with you and I'm still there. And so Alego, and, and really through other things like that, I've, I've just majorly pivoted 
to the value of what other things could do. And Mark, there's, there's no end to that right now. So I've always been on the creative side. I've always chosen to create instead of compete. And so competition is, is something that I frankly stay away from. But I want, I want to create moments inside other people that lifts them. And a Lego is just one tool of many tools and you know the, the guests and all that stuff. So I don't know if that helps. It but, helps um, a lot. So let me, let me ask you that because I know you've done something like 150 videos, right? I have. But what you've just demonstrated is, no, if you understand how to master virtual selling and you know how to use this medium, especially in the form of a short video, you can capture that essence and create some of that feeling in the other person. And in fact, you can do it at scale because you could, in, in the course of an hour, you could knock out 10 short videos and communicate with 10 people in a personalized way. You could never even do that uh, against never. the law of physics in, in, in person. Never. Mitch, let's talk about a, a personal pivot point. You know, we call this the adapter's advantage. So clearly you just had one, the way you just yeah. described it. But when you think about a personal pivot point or a moment of learning that's really changed the way you think about the business, um, is there another one besides what happened with the pandemic? Or is that yeah. the most significant one in recent times? No. What was my moment um, that has kind of influenced the way I do my job, I would probably go back two decades to when I met and started to work with um, a gentleman by the name of Vince Giovinazzo. And what he taught me, so this is an advisor, a customer at, at, at that moment in time for me. And he told me something that, I've, that, that has lived with me ever since. And it really is my playbook to this day. He taught me the value of thinking about what he, had, what he at that time called strategic partnerships. And so a strategic partnership is where you are aligned with somebody or something or some company in a very different way than you are with other, with other organizations. And he said, Mitch, I wanna be a strategic partner with you. I'd never heard that term before. And, and Mark, what it meant was he wanted to have influence and control and a voice inside a large organization that was beneficial for his clients. And I walked away from that moment and I understood exactly what that meant. I understood what the potential of that, what that could be. Right. Because, you know, as, as a salesperson, I, I like to create unfair advantages. That created an extraordinary unfair advantage for me and the company that I work for. Yes. And Mark, and Mark, my lesson learned to this minute is it works. It always works. Because you know what? When you have voice inside an organ, they're just people right. at the end of the day. Right. And so the more, the more depth that you have with the right people, the better that an advisor can do their job. There's no question in my mind that that might be the most powerful tool that an advisor has that they either use or that they don't use because of whatever they think. What yep. is the biggest challenges and opportunities that salespeople have in this current environment? Coming out of the pandemic, what's the biggest challenge among the people that you interact with and what do you see as the biggest opportunity? So I'm, I'm in California and so, um, so acceptance that changes before us yeah. And, um, and, and look, my job is the art of reinvention. Um, it's always been part of the job of, of a salesperson is to reinvent oneself. 
But, but Mark, I've told people, I said, uh, the pandemic definitely created that reinvention moment. I just didn't know I had to do it every single day. And, <laughs> right. but, but, but honestly, Mark, there's, there's, there's ideas and reinvention opportunities through the pandemic. Every, I mean, the fact that I'm doing this with you right now, I wouldn't know. If, if life was last uh, February, right. this, this ain't happening. It's right. not happening. So Mark, the other thing that this has allowed me to do is I have met so many people that in, in this moment in time that I would have never met. So yeah. my world of possibilities and, and one of my, my favorite sayings that came from one of the guest speakers that I had, I'm a big fan of a guy by the name of Ryan Estes. Mm-hmm. He's just a, a, a thoughtful, very forward thinking guy. And when, when I met him with my son, Daniel, when we were doing these events, he, 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 he hears what we're doing. He has this moment. He said, Mitch, think bigger. And I'm like, oh, and I'm, that Mark, that was a moment. Yes. And, um, thinking, oh, oh yeah, I guess I can do this bigger. And, and it was just those two words. I get it. And um, right, think bigger. And so I, I'm in a think bigger moment because I'm, I can do that. And yes. so, so those words have really, really, really stuck with me. Mark, I heard those words probably uh, last April. And I could hear Ryan saying that every single day that I go do something, think bigger. And you know, Mark, the other thing too that's going on right now, you've got to keep your eyes wide open, wide open. And you almost have to be a blank piece of paper because things are happening so fast right now um, and adapting so quickly that that these these little moments kind of crop crop into your life whether it's on a podcast like this or or you go to a meeting I, I can go I actually went to a real meeting to meet a real person which actually hasn't been something that I've been doing a lot of I know and, yeah um, it is a little bit like riding a bike so it's um, I'm here to tell everybody if you haven't been out much it, it comes back pretty quickly <laughs> yeah but, but there is opportunity out there um, that, that I don't think we've seen in a long time well, Mitch, this has been just uh, terrific. There's a lot of little snippets here that we're going to be able to use um, in, in as we repurpose this content in addition to the podcast. So if people want to learn more about you, they want to learn more about One America, or they want to learn more about this, this webinar series that you're doing, which I'm looking forward to doing one with you as well, how do they do that? So um, I, I learned the power of LinkedIn through the pandemic. Um, and so I didn't use LinkedIn very much, but I've, I've become uh, a little bit of a fanatic of posting that. Please follow me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, can call me on my cell phone. Uh, at my, my tagline is it's always on because it is always on. And uh, may I give my number, Mark? If uh, Yeah, it's, it's probably on your LinkedIn profile, right? Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, but they just, go, just, they just go look up Mitchell Haber. On LinkedIn, his contact information is there, and they can also find out about the the webinars that are coming up. They are, and uh, this is uh, downtown Indianapolis. Uh, it is on on a very pretty day, which doesn't happen that often. But that's the One America Tower in downtown Indy. So uh, we're a hundred and forty seven year old insurance company. It's been around a long time. So um, we're we're uh, our tagline there is bigger isn't better, better is better, and so. Um, there's a lot of truth to that too, because size and scale has become kind of a big thing in, in our world. And uh, One America fits in a nice little sleeve in that. And so 
I've enjoyed a, a, a going on a 13 year run so much so that my son works here as well. So that's kind of, that's been kind of fun. Well, and Mitch, I'll leave you with this. I'm so delighted that One America is supporting the kind of creative, innovative approaches that, that really help you stand out in the retirement plan world that frankly has been kind of stodgy for a long time. So it's, it's just terrific to see. Thanks so much for being on the program. And uh, I look forward to continuing our conversation. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on Adapters Advantage, available on all major podcast platforms. Make sure you visit our website, alego.com, where you can subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you liked this show, you might want to check out our virtual training kit to learn how to keep a remote team running at full speed. Go to alego.com slash virtual to download your kit today. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. And don't forget, one new idea can change your life.